You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. It's a new year, but the same awesome Flame Central podcast. We'll sit down with head coach Hugh Freeze on the season that was and look ahead to the bright future of Flames football. Plus, we talk Liberty men's and women's hoops as both programs hit the hardwood in conference play. And finally, this former Flame might have a State Farm commercial by the end of this podcast. Let's get started. our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. Twenty twenty-two, guys. We have not had a podcast yet this year, so I don't know if you guys have missed us, but we have missed bringing you the latest Liberty Athletics content. So much to get to on this episode. We'll have head coach Hugh Freeze in just a moment. But before we get to that, let's talk about the Rogers rate, right? <laughs> the, the Rogers listen, rate is dropping in the backfield. Well, listen, as we've always said, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. That's right. Yeah. We've said yeah. that for years, and now it's true in the NFL. How about it? Oh, my gosh. Jesse yeah. Got a sack what a play. yesterday, took down Aaron Rodgers. Now, I've done some exhaustive research. Of course okay? you have. Okay, oh, yeah. I, Helmut, come, 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 come. This is this this could be a little social media hit, all right? Ready for this? I've done some, not that close, not that close. Whoa, 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 uh, whoa, whoa. So here's. It is a Monday morning. I've done some research, and according to Pro Football <laughs> Reference. Okay. That was the first full sack by a former Liberty player ever in the NFL. Wow. wow. How do you even research that? Well, I had to. Go player by player that's made it in the NFL. Oh it's not that many. But, like, he also had half a sack earlier this year. So he yeah. has the one and a half sacks Jesse Lemonier has. Those are the only sacks in program history at the next level. So that that's incredible. Cool. That's, that's really neat. You think yeah. about, like, he wasn't, you know, wasn't drafted, right? Yeah, yeah. undrafted. Uh, and, and, I mean, I feel like, uh, obviously, he was in L.A. first and um, got released by them and Detroit obviously isn't having any kind of record-breaking year, but these kind of seasons on teams that aren't as good are are such important times for players right. like Jesse Lemonier, right? Because you got to make a name for yourself, and then you might either you know continue on the Detroit roster, or other teams are taking note notice of this. If you do get, mm. I don't know why, but if he did get released, yeah. he could be on a better team moving forward. So this is such an important season for a guy like Jesse. Well, Lemonier. he started two games for them so like he's not just getting like scraps here like he's playing meaningful snaps and and that's just so exciting you think about like that class obviously agg had all the hype Mm -hmm. it hasn't really worked out for him and then you have limier under the radar Mm -hmm. yeah elijah benton who has been bouncing around rosters all season long jets patriots started with the browns like like he's hanging around so you've got kind of these under the radar guys that are making a career for themselves yeah and, you know, couldn't be happier for a guy like Lemonier, who is so productive here. And uh, I know Liberty football is really proud of, of what he's doing. I see Josh Aldridge, you know, D-line coach, tweeting about it and tweeting at him and stuff like that. So it's really cool to see him find this success at the next level. I just really hope that he's taking his cooking, you know, to the next level. Right. Right. He, Chef yes. Lemonier. I Chef hope Lemonier. Chef Lemonier has He can has buy not... some better ingredients maybe after this <laughs> Probably. season. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Hey, our shish kebabs or whatever but, we yeah. made, they were just fine. Yeah. Actually, I think he was making some, like, massive steaks. But, yeah, um, yeah really, really happy for Jesse Lemonier. 
I'm excited to see him continue to have success this NFL season. Well, I guess his season's this season's over, yeah, but, but yeah. continue to have success in the yeah, NFL. Maybe we catch up with him. We should. Yeah. The cool we'll thing have to is, see what he's going to yeah, do he, this off season if he will come back to Lynchburg. Oh, I'm sure he'd come back cooking yeah. up something. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I need a fillet this but time. Anymore, right? yeah. uh, I think though the neat thing is he's proven that he's capable at the NFL level. It's not mm-hmm, like right. oh I have one sack here or, or pardon me one tackle here and there like six against the Broncos. You mentioned that half sack that was against uh, the Cardinals. So yep. good for him there. Three against the Seahawks. Like he's putting up numbers and yep. you mentioned he's starting. So it looks like he should stick. That's Jesse, to we're going to reach out to you this week. So maybe we'll yeah, have him on. Next. Yeah. You really think he's like, Absolutely. Matt Warner. Right. Come on. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll have him on the podcast or, or see pre-game if he's ritual. Uh-huh. Just yeah. like, Hey guys, for the game, let's get <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're getting hype. <laughs> All right, let's uh, switch gears over to Liberty men's and women's hoops. Like I mentioned, both teams have started conference play. For the men's side, you know, it was just like, yeah, we're starting conference on the road at Stetson. All right, let's take a week off. They were able to watch watch all the playoff games this weekend. They were able to kick back. Uh, Kennesaw had a little COVID issue. You just hate it. It's because so you feel like it, right now you have this window of being healthy yeah. and to be yeah. sitting at home, not being able to play when you're healthy. You just hate that because odds are, and, and maybe not Liberty didn't have any, you know, COVID you know, problems last year, but the odds would say at some point you're going to, it's going to get you right. Mm-hmm. It gets everybody. And so you hate having these weekends where you're like, we're healthy. Yeah. We could play. We aren't playing. I think what's so frustrating, and I don't know what the ASUN regulations are with the COVID, but I don't know. I'm just I'm just wondering how many guys on Kennesaw or like on these teams, like what the ruling is is like are your starters, and that's why you're not well, willing to play, or is it really was, you don't have enough bodies? Yeah, I was told that they are going with the same um, rules as the ACC, which is I believe you have to have seven players, and that okay. and if you have that, you have to play. Now, and, and again, not this has nothing to do with Kennesaw, but I would say I don't believe the A-Sun, you have to give them any proof. So yeah. not that this happened. Yeah, are we submitting I, again, tests? Again, not that this happened with them, but just thinking in terms of how this could go wrong is you're right. Say you, you, you have seven players, but say none of them are your starters. And it's conference play. Right. right? And it's like, a game you need in theory – I think you could just basically say, oh, COVID's running rampant. We got to shut it down. I don't know that they're requiring you to be like, here's Rhett Rhett McGibbon's test. Here's Emily Austin's test. Uh, So that's that. If someone were to try to kind of take advantage of it, I think you might be able to. So basically, teams are getting the Liberty flu. They're like, no, 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 I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm not saying that. But it is even and and maybe other conferences, it could be the same way. I like I I don't know, like how much you actually have to disclose. Right. Um, And and for the most part, you'd say, why wouldn't you want to play? You know, everyone wants to play. But that could be interesting. So if you have the wrong guys out. Well, knowing Coach McKay, I'm sure he, you know, did some sort of scrimmage or made sure those guys got a pretty hard workout on Saturday. But as a player, especially like getting in your first game in conference play, and then you're ready to keep that momentum going. And then just kind of having that little, I don't know. It, it, it just has to be really tough mentally for a player. What did you see in that Stetson game that excites you about this Liberty team? Well, uh, they won on the road at Stetson, which is not, has not been easy. <laughs> uh, and they started, it was a difficult start for them. They fell down 15 to five. Uh, but I think what I saw that made me excited was you saw 
those secondary guys, and and if you want to call them that, step up. So non-Darius McGee. Mm-hmm. You saw Brody Peebles really look good, not just shooting the ball, but getting to the rim. Shiloh Robinson, as we've said, we ought to put it on T-shirts now. Shiloh is the key. That's that's <laughs> yeah. that's the yeah. phrase that, yes. that couldn't you know be when, you know, what the season's all about yeah. in the end. He looked incredible. You're starting to see Kyle Rhodes shoot the ball so much better, especially from beyond the arc. He's really been shooting it well the last four or five games. Which he's needed because right. he went through that yeah. slump. And, you know, as such a leader on this team, I was talking to Seuss before um, one of the last non-con games, and he's just like, it's so hard on Kyle Road to be in the huddle hyping up these guys, but then he's having a poor shooting night or not doing what we all know he's capable yeah. of doing. And it's just kind of like difficult right Right. for a leader so that's been such a big piece on um you know moving forward for this flames team and as we've said he doesn't have to score 15 yeah but if you're getting eight to ten from him that's huge and he's Mm -hmm. been giving you that and he's been a really good distributor i think he had seven assists in that in that stetson win so that's where he's at his best and so it all kind of offensively got rolling there after the first you know four or five minutes and so yeah that was really exciting to see that because that's not an easy place to play for them historically um, and now you get to come home on, I guess tomorrow it is for uh, North Florida, which is, you know, there've been some good games between those two as well. It should be exciting when this team is clicking on all cylinders, they are pretty dangerous. The crazy when, thing is I'll tell you this and they're young, right? But <laughs> yeah. looking around the a sun, like nothing is making sense right now. So you, you're just looking <laughs> at this true. conference, like welcome yeah. to life. You've got yeah. like central <laughs> Arkansas, who I think most people, if they were being honest, would have said, yeah, that's probably the worst team in the conference. Maybe they would have even said that two weeks ago. They start off 2-0 and now. They beat Lipscomb 93-88 uh, yesterday to, to move so to 2-0. and with Asajula in the lineup. Asajula went for 30, wow. which I think he's done both in both conference games. That's so he so they're playing really well. Eastern Kentucky, who we thought, boy, that's gonna that could be one of those schools that really starts to mm. push towards the top. Like mm-hmm. they were averaging 88 a game or something going in. They're 0-2. They, they've lost both of their games. So, like, just some weird stuff. Has gone on. You had two buzzer beaters on Saturday that decided games. I mean, North Florida, who Liberty plays, they lost on a buzzer beater to Stetson. So uh, it's it's been very interesting in ASUN play thus far. Maybe it's not the worst thing in the world that Liberty got to just sit back and watch the chaos for yeah. you know, for a weekend and kind of refocus. I don't know. So you have a wild. hungry North Florida team that's coming to yeah, Liberty Arena. Get, you're getting kind of that desperate point, right? The Flames have not lost at home since – what are we at? Well, it was I 2019. Lost. It was that Lipscomb game. It was yeah. 2019 when Lipscomb so, came in and just uh, smacked him yeah. in the mouth. So it'll be that home home game winning streak on, on the line. The line. Yep. So that should be an exciting matchup. Get out to Liberty Arena for that one tomorrow night. Tip off at 7 o'clock. We also have a feature coming your way this week on Darius McGee and some of the numbers that he has been putting up this season comparing him against other guys in the entire nation. It's just insane. So we'll have that out later this week. On the women's side, yeah. they've gotten off to a good start. Them girls just keep winning. Them girls. <laughs> That's right. Best start since, since 1997. Wow. wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's great. With all the success they've had, yeah. like that. that's right. unbelievable. Now, you're not going to beat that. 1997, I think they started off 28-0. So, cool. yeah, that's going to be a tough Oof. one at the top. Yeah, but, yeah uh, just coming off a game against Kennesaw State. Now, the impressive part of this is, like, Kennesaw State and Stetson – who they've beaten the first two games of conference play are like in the middle of the pack of the A Sun. But Liberty, I guess the the hip term now is they're in protocol. Okay. So protocol mm. is the, you know, the slang. Uh you got Bridget Retstat, who's been a monster all yeah. season oh, yeah. long. You've got Priscilla Smingy, who has been your defensive catalyst. Uh, she's just been locked down. And then you also have uh, Alyssa Iverson, who's right. been 
yeah, really solid this year. So you're the three starters, right? Yeah, three yeah. starters. Iverson's kind of been in and out, but still, she started a yeah. fair bit this year. You got three important players. You still roll like you knock off KSU pretty big. It was a weird game. I think some bodies started to get tired because there are players obviously playing a larger amount of minutes than they're used to. But still, you come into this, you keep Alexis Poole, who's a really good player in the conference. Quiet. Amani Johnson scores 20. You can be OK with that. She went off for 45 a couple years ago oh, against I Liberty. So that, yeah. she can play. And then the thing, though, you look at this Stetson. So you knock off Stetson first game and you beat them pretty handedly. They just cranked. Uh, North Florida the other day by double digits. Yeah. So it's like, oh, a team that you thought was in the top three of the A Sun is now 0-2 in North Florida in conference play. Stetson beat them, and you've been able to knock off Stetson with a depleted roster. You're feeling pretty good about yourself, and a large part of that is Jordan Bailey. This is a girl that transferred in from ODU. You're wondering, like, what is she exactly going to bring? Because this is a pretty deep Liberty team. And you go and you look at the numbers she's been able to put up as of late, uh, just this past game, 14 points. He had 14 points against Stetson, but she's a big that can hit the three. Two of four from three-point land. She has been a key ingredient to this team's success because when you get that secondary scoring in and she can go off for you, man, this team is so hard to beat. One of the best teams I've seen in a long time at LU. Our girl Bella Smuda start is playing a little bit better yeah, as well, too, yeah. just getting more probably more of an opportunity also. Huh? Yeah, exactly. She was four of eight the other day. And then uh, Nena Lindstrom, you know, Nena Lindstrom always has come into the program and you hear like, oh, she can hit the three in practice. Yeah. Man, she can hit the three. And it's never happened in a game at home for her until the other day, five of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and then do it. Yeah. Five of nine from three point land. So she just started, boom, it was just knocking down triples and you knew Liberty was on a roll. After she was that. in your, your first ever gingerbread house competition. She won, right? No, no Lindstrom. Yeah. No, wasn't her. Oh, wasn't her. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Sorry. No, that's okay. I just love that. She ginger- watched it. I believe <laughs> I, uh, she watched I, it. Yeah. She, got, she gave <laughs> us a view. Yeah. Um, what is it? So this past uh, Saturday, yeah. three starters out mm-hmm. um, because of the COVID regulation, yeah. whatever the issue was protocol. there. Uh, protocol. Protocol, yes. protocol, protocol is the, the, protocol. the hip word. Okay. So what is it about this team? Is it the chemistry or what makes yeah. them different that they're able to, you know, come together even with three starters out? Yeah. Uh, I think chemistry is a big thing, but I also think their ability to defend. They're um, top five in the nation in rebound margin. They're top five in um, scoring defense, and they're also top five in field goal percentage defense. So this team is just like, boom, they buy into the defensive system. I believe it's led by the intensity of Dee Brown. She brings an element where she's not going to give you 15 points a night, but what she brings for, for you on the defensive side of the ball is just, you can't, you can't buy it, right? Like it's amazing. Just everybody gets locked in the way she gets. She's locked a junkyard in. dog. Right? She is. And exactly. like, that's like the highest compliment, yeah, right? Totally like, is. like she has got that junkyard dog mentality. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any woman would ever want to be described as that, but <laughs> okay. Go but ahead. I think, I think D will understand. <laughs> context. I, yeah. Yeah. I can see people yeah. not liking that, but yeah, no, this is a good, I think it's a yeah. compliment. But then yeah, team chemistry on the other side of the ball. They are top 10 assists as well in the nation. Uh, so this is a team, yeah, that really likes one another. Yeah. yeah, they share the ball. But then defensively, they can just go to another level that you've seen them getting close to. But there's something about this year's team that's just clicked. Yeah. And yeah, like it doesn't matter who's on the court either. Like Maya Berkman's great defensively. But then you bring in Bella Smuda. And every time she gets a block, yeah, I, I steal Matt's line, Smuda Matata. Smuda Matata. Do you use that? Is that oh, still yeah. have life? Oh, oh yeah, good. it does. Good, so I good. use it when she when she cranks one out of there. I drop a Smuda yeah. Matata. Man, so, uh, we have yeah. so many. We need to get some girls in here on the podcast. Maybe sure. Coach Green. 
There's just like a, a lot of guests that we will bring your way in 2022. Well, listen, Brett, it's all leading towards, I don't want to look past North Florida on Wednesday night, but you know what it's all leading oh, yeah. towards. Saturday. Yes. The showdown at FGCU. Yeah. They're 13 and 1, mm-hmm. 2 and 0. Oh. That's the that's the measuring stick game, it right? Is. Yeah, it totally is. They're third in mid-major. We're 14th as it stands uh going into the Kennesaw State game, so maybe we'll rise a little bit, but yeah, it's all about it's all about bragging rights on yeah. that one. Yep. All right. Well, the Lady Flames will tip off at home on Wednesday for a battle against North Florida. Tip off is at seven o'clock. So be sure you have your uh, here. Here are your plans this week, people. Men's basketball at Liberty Arena on on Tuesday. And then you got women on Wednesday, both at 7 p.m. So you better be there. All right, the moment we've all been waiting for. Let's talk some Flames football. Head coach Hugh Freeze is here with us. So much to go over. So thank you so much for agreeing to the next two hours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, you guys finished the season eight and five. Another bowl victory um, in, you know, 56 to 20. I mean, you're really putting it on uh, Eastern Michigan in that one. Such a fun game to see you guys, you know, win three straight bowl games. My question, my first question to you is, what do you think you'll remember most about this 2021 Liberty football team? Uh, the bowl game for yeah. sure. I, I thought it was, uh, and the UAB game was pretty uh, as a big win. Ended yeah. up, you know, they're very, very talented. Ended up beating BYU in the bowl game. I think we played a very challenging schedule. If you look at who ended up going to bowls and and how they fared in those, um, but you know, three straight bowl wins. Not not many schools do that, and uh, we've we've had uh, success in those games. It makes the off season. Um, you know, be a lot uh, more special kind of uh, when you're ordering another ring. And, sure. And you yeah, end on we'll that have to note. give you our sizes before <laughs> right. you leave. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Y'all deserve one. Right. You deserve one. Right. Um, but, the, you know, I'll remember that. But truthfully, um, the way I'm made, <laughs> I don't want to be – and I don't mean this negative at all. I, I just um, – I don't feel like we maximized – every opportunity and that doesn't sit well with me and uh, I want to fix it. Um, now I want to be real careful because you guys here and, and, and the flames nation and all that are, are uh, a little bit. Um, when I say that, that does not quantify or mean a set number of wins or what the scoreboard says. Right. I, I'm, I just, uh, so many fans are eat up with this social media and it's just about what the scoreboard says. And that's mm-hmm. how they judge, um, a, a team or a coach, or I'm fine. If you want to judge me that way, I'm old and really don't care <laughs> you know, what people say or what they, but, but you have to understand me is, and I'm clear with our team. I'm not talking about, should we have won more games? I think we probably should have. But really what I'm talking about is did we make the most of every opportunity by chasing the standard well and uh, with tremendous focus and execution and all of that, and I don't think we did. Uh, Can I put my finger on it? I think it was evident um, in practice, in um, preparation, in academics. I think, you know, nothing was terrible, but nothing was great most of the time other than the bowl prep. Right. Uh, the bowl prep was really good, and our focus was there, and and so I just uh, and I take ownership of it. I just uh, 
I don't want to because we got a very difficult schedule next year, oh, yeah. and it yeah. may not, you know. <laughs> who, and, and so these all these people that think, well, he's won three straight bowl games there, and you know we should win another eight, nine, ten games every year. That's not exactly the way it works, yeah. and that's not the way my mind operates. I just want to get back to us being as hungry as we were uh, the first couple years. Mm -hmm. And um, I think this bubble life had something to do with it. Um, but anyway, that's the way yeah. I feel. That's all my memories of yeah. of this past season. Well, you just jumped my next. You just jumped the route. That was my question oh, next, you. is because is that I found that so unique that you said that even going into the bowl game. Yeah, I don't feel like I got enough out of this team, and that's. I guess you're more transparent, maybe than a lot of coaches. I haven't heard a lot I'm of coaches say that. Pretty transparent these days. Yeah. So <laughs> I say what I think, and um, you know, and that's just the way I feel. And I want our team. I promise them that I'll always shoot them straight, and not, and I don't do it in a demeaning way. Right. And I take ownership of, it, and our coaches should, and our team should too. Um, they they've got to help me. They've got to help me figure out what it is. Um, and so. I'm very transparent with it. Not many coaches probably would say that after winning a bowl game. And trust me, the number one memory is we won another bowl game. Yeah. Ended on a great note. Continue to build toward our, our, our transferring to Conference USA and all of that. Um, and it's on national TV. That's an, uh, so that's the number one memory. I'm, I'm, but at the same time, and again, I don't think this is negative that I no. say. I think it's a positive that I acknowledge that's the way I feel. Um, my feelings can be wrong sometimes. Feelings will lie to you, but I don't think they are here. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that we didn't maximize every opportunity. That's just a competitor, right? Yeah, that's just is. like uh, unless you got a clean sheet, like that's just the, the competitor yeah. probably, in yeah. you, right? So, what was it about the bowl game that you thought was the difference? Like, what did you like about that game opposed to the rest of the season? What clicked? Um, it'll sound very. Uh, I probably shouldn't be as transparent here. <laughs> um, oh, come on. I don't know. I just, I game planned it by myself. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't listen to it. I didn't, I got in my room and I did it. Uh, did the before. Hugh Freeze way. I just, yeah. I said, this is what I'm going back to my old school ways of, uh, we're going to do little and do it really well and do it fast. Mm. And, um, and that's what we centered on. And, um, you know, I thought we were we were pretty dang fast and pretty dang yeah. difficult, and um, you know they didn't like it a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's recruiting season, and you've been on the road the last few weeks recruiting, and recruiting's so different these days. Obviously, with the transfer portal. Before we get into that, do you have like an all time favorite, ridiculous, hilarious recruiting story <laughs> and from your coaching days that you can share. Several. This is where you can also be transparent. Yeah, I have several, <laughs> but uh, I mean, some are not really fond memories of, of things that I think occurred the night before Saturday and all of that. But uh, probably the most hilarious is me riding a horse through downtown Houston, Mississippi, <laughs> with, 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 a, with a dad who's yelling at the top of his lungs. I think he was feeling pretty good. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, and you're in the, I mean, you're in the state of Mississippi, yeah. and he's with the 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 head coach yeah. of the premier university. And he, I mean, we're in downtown. <laughs> Houston, Mississippi, and he is letting everyone know. Um, wow, <laughs> that, that's impressive. So, wow, that was a uh, 
uh, Chris Jones, and Chris Jones oh, yeah. led the uh, yeah. Chiefs, and uh, that's him. That, that's, that's, but that he went to Mississippi State, right? Uh, so that, that didn't well, seal the deal. Yeah, but he's still, oh, he's okay. still. I'm his guy, though. Okay, yeah. all right. Think all about right. that. Yeah. You're my yeah. guy, right. but right. Right. I would have right. come play for you, right. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. so I lost him after doing that <laughs> idiotic, crazy thing. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing I was raised on a farm yeah, and I knew yeah. how to ride a horse. Kind of but, yeah. yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the transfer portal because it's so different different difficult because you know it's basically like free agency but without the contracts with these players now yeah i'm um boy this this is a this is a big onion to unpeel Mm -hmm. but um well you have two hours yeah i'm gonna do i'm gonna do it as fast as i can but um i'm all for uh young men having some freedom with their decision-making about the uh, schools to which they attend. But it absolutely, in my opinion, should come with some parameters. And whether it be you have the freedom for that to to be the head coach leaves or the, the staff that recruited you leaves, then, that, that, you know, there, there ought to be some flexibility there. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that. Um, but this idea that you can um, sign with somebody – get there, um, as you know, they probably were the star where they come from, right. and all of a sudden they're probably not anymore. And for us to give them just the freedom, like you said, with free agency and no contract, that is not the way the real world works. Yeah, You don't get to sign up for a job um, out of college and say, hey, I really don't like this job and I'm going to just, yeah. let me just move to the next one. Um, you really don't. And people say, well, coaches, well, coaches have penalties if I, if I leave my job early. And um, I just think we're setting, I don't know what we're teaching them. And, and I, it just does not make sense that, I mean, we should be about training them number one for life, life after football. And this to me has no way shape form of of doing the type of teaching that life really is going to bring at them so i just i I think we're setting them up for for almost failure by saying hey you don't like something you're not and we don't even have parameters around it on the timing i mean they can get through spring ball here and decide they want to transfer and how in the world do we replace that then and it, it just uh, we talk about health and safety of our teams and ever, you know, that's the big cry of the NCAA and everybody. But that goes directly against that because you could go into fall camp very, very limited at some position groups, which is not for health and safety, the betterment. Mm. Um, I, I don't it just to me, it wasn't thought through again. I'm not against it. But it definitely should have some type of parameters that reflect what real life is going to be for them. And, I mean, just think about when they get into families and jobs and if all we've taught them is, hey, man. And now you 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 think it's a one-time transfer, but truthfully, there were 37 two-time transfers this year that filed an appeal, and they granted 32 of them. Wow. So, I mean, it's uh, we said it's going to be almost impossible to get this second transfer, but yet – the NCAA granted 32 of 37 this year mm. thus far. Yeah. So I just 
I, I just don't think that we have thought through what we're really allowing to be taught. So you said maybe some things that could be improved, certainly some parameters. And yet it's the reality that you live in. How do you try to take advantage of it? Because either you either mm-hmm. you try to take advantage of it, there's really no, well, I don't like it, so we're not doing it. At, no. this, at this stage of the game, like, well, it I'm, is I'm what part it is, of it. Right? I'm a part of it right now. And, you know, we're, we're going to the transfer portal and – and certainly trying to improve our our roster. Um, it's uncomfortable because you typically have a year or so to recruit a family and a young man, and you get to know them, and you get to go in their home and um, get to go to their high school and, and multiple times, and you get to really know, all right, here's the issue with him. We're willing to take the chance, or this kid's awesome, and well, here – Man, you're tripping them, and you don't even know them, and you're trying to sign them, <laughs> and this, and you're just hoping, praying, good Lord, please don't let them be uh, opposed to our culture here. And you know, we do our homework as best we can, but it's uncomfortable. And uh, then on the flip side of it, you're you're trying to recruit your current players. Right. Yeah. Do you have conversations with your current players about you know very openly about hey guys, if you're having issues, come have conversations. Don't yeah. just jump to the. Well, I think that uh, I've done that. I do that. I do that anyway. You know, I do that anyway, and um, I don't directly talk about the transfer portal with them. I just try to capture them as as best I can. And you know, we've been fortunate not to have many uh, transfer that that didn't have conversation with me, and we feel both feel like it was best in their interest. We truthfully have only had two of those kids that I thought they were making a mistake. The others, I really thought it was the right move. Mm-hmm. And so I, I embraced those conversations. Um, but it's it's not going to get any better. It's um, And your relationships with your players will be tested. If you're not pouring into that, you know, it, it certainly is going to be a challenge. So you talk about the portal. You guys went there to get the quarterback, Charlie Brewer, mm-hmm. here, here this this you know past recruiting season. Tell me about that decision. and Because I think a lot of Liberty fans say – well, we saw this young talent at quarterback. Mm-hmm. We got a little glimpse of them. Future's bright. The decision to go grab a veteran like, like Brewer, take me into maybe that decision. Yeah, can you ever have too many good ones in sure. that room? Probably not. <laughs> you know, I'm always trying to make sure. You know, I think you have to build teams at our level around the defensive line and quarterback. You need to start there. And um, I do think our young talent and JB, you know, and yeah. Nate and Caden, I think that they have uh, – a very possible good future. Can they hang in there with us until they develop? We'll find out all that in spring. Um, but to get a one-year mature guy that's played in a rhythm RPO offense before and proven uh, to be really effective in it, I think will um, – you know, I mean, it's about competition now. Right. Caden is not going, and Nate and JB are not just going to roll over, I don't think. And they certainly have great skill sets. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that, that shapes out. But I did think he's a very mature young man that can add some value to that room as we try to bring those others on. Yeah. A lot of turnover in the coaching staff this year more than yep. any other year for you. How difficult was that to say goodbye to Coach Simons and others? Not difficult, truthfully. Okay. Uh, I mean, I get it. I was young once, and, um, you know, you want to climb the ladder, and you want to – and in, in order to do that, you need to move around. Mm-hmm. That's just the facts. I mean, and, you know, I moved around quite a bit for a period of seven years, and 
Um, and you know, his, he's got four kids and his mom and dad are 30 minutes from there. Yeah, that That's yeah. some time that he can't, can't get back. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course he and, and coach Hunley are very close and, um, you know, and so in Sam going back home to his home state to be an OC, to get a, you know, I'm going to call it here. So, you know, that, that made sense. Um, and so I, I think change sometimes is good, um, Trust me, there's not a lack of coaches wanting to come here. Mm. Um, we pay a good salary. It's a great environment, great culture. They think we're going to win. So, I mean, the only thing that made it bad on is I'm going. I am. I'm going to change my number. So, my my phone number. So is that yeah. right? Oh yeah, I'm you changing know? it soon. So you'll have to. <laughs> That's okay. Get it. There you go, Emily. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> just, you know, I think every head coach in FBS probably needs to do that every three to four five <laughs> yeah. years. But it was, uh, you know, that's the only bad thing is my phone just constantly yeah. goes oh, yeah. up. They and, know. And uh, people still think we have, you know, an opening or two. And I don't know if we hadn't publicized it from the school yet because HR hadn't cleared everybody. Yeah. But I think I have everybody. I think uh, we're still waiting on the final piece that I'm really excited about. If I can get him, I think we're in, I think we're getting him. Um, that's a tease okay. for you. Yeah, yeah, it, like yeah. yeah. it is. He's coaching some really uh, talented NFL guys right now. Okay. And, uh, I coached him and recruited him and he's an NFL coach right now and uh, D line coaching the NFL. And I think, uh, I think he's ready to say, you know, this is a family move for me. He's got mm-hmm. two kids and a, uh, one on the way and I think he's looking for the lifestyle that we might can provide for him. So it'd be a home yeah. run for us if we can get him. Well, right now, Damian, he's ready for the move yeah. to the mountain. Right now, That's Damian right. Sordelet is going through the database yes. of all yeah. coaches <laughs> looking for connections. I recruited him. And it all, yeah. He's piecing it all together. Well, they have, I, think, yeah. I wouldn't even speak of this because yeah. they have these NFL agreements and all of that. Yeah. And, but yesterday was their last game. Oh, there's another cue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, another right. little clue there. Okay. Narrowed, Narrowed it down, down. for you, Damian. So now, yeah. so now hopefully, we can, yeah. uh, hopefully we can get moving yes. and get him here. Yeah. All right, speaking of the NFL – Malik Willis, obviously, that's on his radar now. He is leading up to you know senior uh, senior bowl combine, all that stuff. How much interaction do you have with NFL folks? How much mm-hmm. do they call you? Has that started already? When does that usually kind of? Yeah, what does it, that look like? It won't really. Well, I mean, let's back up through the season. Had a, a ton, yeah, um, of interaction with them as they would come by. Then it really stops now for the playoffs, and I think they're all their crews come back in, and then it really ramps up mm-hmm. from that point on with all the pro days. We'll have ours here in March, leading up to the uh, combine, and obviously the draft, and that's when um, I'm certain GMs will be here and want to meet with me. Not so much about what they see on film because they right. see it, but just him, the person, how he learns. Um. I think the big key for Malik, and I talk to him quite often, is uh, just how he handles. Uh, he's gonna hurt, he's gonna crush the uh, the physical part. I think those interviews are gonna be big, real big yeah. uh, for him when he sets with those coaches and those GMs, and how he handles all of that. I think it's gonna be really a, a big criteria as to how high he goes. How much do you think how high he goes? can impact the program here. I mean, that's something Liberty's yeah, I mean, one first-round draft pick ever. Yeah, you know? anytime you have a kid drafted, period, much less a, maybe a first-round kid, it's going to be something that we publicize and, and show, particularly this transfer portal. Right. Hey, Malik Willis don't get drafted if he's at Auburn. Right. That's just that's just the way yeah. it is. He, he's not going to get drafted at, at Auburn. And, um, you know, he came to us and his resume was built. 
in a two year period. So you you bet you you bet you will be using that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one guy that wasn't drafted from this program was Jesse Lemonier. And what we said earlier, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Make yeah. lemonade. Yeah. Make, make <laughs> lemonade. Yeah, right, right. How exciting has it been to see his success? Mm-hmm. Um here in the league. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, to to anytime your kids are making plays on Sunday, you're going to it's going to benefit your program. We're going to use it, you know, our people and when they get back in the office from the convention, they'll be doing whatever you guys do in the in the the graphics and cut up world and yeah. uh, we'll be using that. All right, coach. Well, we'll let you go. I have one more quick question. We know how much you love football. But your love for your family is just yeah. on another level, especially your girls. We've done some features with Coach right. Freeze. Yeah. And, I mean, he is a tough guy, but he can melt on the spot <laughs> when it comes to his yeah. girls. Jordan, your middle daughter, was just married. Yeah. Tell me about that experience and how amazing it was. Oh, to, were you walking her down the aisle on the horse, you know? Because I know this was in Mississippi. Oh, <laughs> no, but it was uh, – oh, God, what a blessed day. It was um, – I just can't imagine uh, giving your daughter away if you're not feeling good about it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, now I was an emotional wreck leading up to it. This was new to me, and she was dead set that I was speaking at her funeral. I mean, at her- whoa! <laughs> <laughs> at her, oh no! At her wedding. You yeah. said you didn't feel good about this, right? She was uh, she funeral was- to her single wife. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. right, right, right. She was dead set that I- dad, you have to talk, you have to speak, and I'm like, baby. Please don't make me do that. Yeah. She said, "But you're good at it." I said, "I'm good at it before a football game. Yeah. This is a this yeah. is a different a deal. Different setting. This yeah. is a different setting." Oh, so she's yeah. just dead set. And so, oh man, I get up early that morning. The wedding's at one uh, thirty, and uh, I have to be there at ten thirty for the first look. And so I'm getting up. I'm making my notes, and she's making me do this this talk. And <laughs> man, I'm just boohooing yeah, yeah. all the way through my thoughts and, and the notes. And I'm like, how am I going <laughs> to possibly get through this? And then I just say, you know what? I'm going to flip a switch and I'm making this game day. It's a game <laughs> yeah, day. There you go. There you go. And so I go to the, to the, I do my notes. I go, I sit in the back of this beautiful place. We had the wedding outside of um, Oxford, Mississippi. And I'm sitting in the back of the chapel and they told me when they knock on the door, she'll be on the front porch, old front porch. And uh, come out and and see her for the first look, and so I'm like, it's game day, and man, they knock on the door, and I walk out, and I said, baby, it's game day, and she said, it is, I'm so excited, and, and I was doing great, tell her how beautiful yeah. she is, and I teared up some on that, but nothing uncontrollable. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just having the great, you know, I'm handling it well, I think, and then she <laughs> she says to me, hey, Dad, I want to give something back to you. And she gave me back her purity ring that I gave her when she was 15. Mm. And now and I'm she, crying. Yep, yeah. And she said, I want you to know I honored you. Wow. I oh, lost it. But what a blessing. Uh, and from that point on, I just said, you know what, God, you're good. Mm-hmm. And you have blessed my daughter in spite of me. <laughs> and um, and wow. I just am overwhelmed. And I just, from that point on, we celebrated like heck. And uh, after thing was incredible my favorite memory probably is um my dance with her uh singing um kip moore's running for you and and then um us breaking from there out into uh can i say can i say this on the air 
Yeah, we can always edit it out. It. And then us breaking into Eric Church's hell of a view. <laughs> and, and when we broke into that, the other three girls joined us. Aww. And, uh, you know, there's a there's a part in that song. Of course, Church is my guy. And um, I sent him the video. I didn't put that out because I didn't know how people would view it. But hell is in the Bible, isn't it? Yeah. It's a real place. And so, um, you know, um, when they came out, there's a, there's a verse that says, we ain't for everybody toes hanging off the ledge. And yeah. then, you know, I, we had the, I mean, that's probably my favorite memory because our, our family is so strong, even though we've been through some valleys and ditches and, and heartache and, and all of that is so strong and just to celebrate, uh, that we do like the guy mm-hmm. and, uh, we think it was a, a blessing. So it was a great day. Awesome. Well, coach. So happy to have you here on the mountain. We say, I hope yeah. we say that enough. And um, we're, you know, as a family man and as a football yeah. coach, you you really have it all. And excited to cover the guys in spring ball. I know you have a busy day with, you yeah. know, some new guys coming in. So thank you so much for your time. And we look forward uh, to Thank you, guys. Appreciate all you do for us. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Coach. Yep. Thank you.